I decided the night before to eat something that uh, was not kind of normal mm. to me and it just didn't go well. Quick Bad tip, idea. never shake hands with a person that's only wearing one sock. <laughs> yeah, you meet a person in the woods and they're only wearing one sock. Do not, do do not, not shake, shake their, their hand. hand. Mm -mm. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Coaches on Couches, Bing Slouches. That was good. You followed me. I'm just following you, man. Uh, this is a little bit sort of special. This is episode 52. So technically, uh oh, technically a, uh, a year. Mm -hmm. um, this is probably a little over a year since we skipped been. a few episodes, skipped a few weeks, but but uh, yeah, a year of sitting on the couch. A lot, a lot of couch sitting. Yeah, deep couch sitting. Deep. <laughs> my my groove has become uh, indented over here. That's good. Uh huh. And stitches is about to be. So today we're going to talk about a, a topic that affects absolutely everybody. Yep. And that is how to deal with bad days mm -hmm. or the poop emoji yep. days. I mean, um, even Forrest Gump ran into it. Yeah. Best of the best. Get uh -huh. the uh, get get crap days. So. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about some tips and strategies on how to deal with those and try to, you know, come out on the uh, on the positive end yeah, for of, sure. uh, of a bad day. Um, I'm Coach Dale Sanford. And I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our Five Pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. You can check us out on Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete or all up on that Instagram at BPC performance solid solid i don't know if you saw before we started we were doing the like we were the thumbs up was for the like button yeah, so we're trying you, to uh, get uh if, if you have had a bad day in training or racing hit that like button share it with your friends uh yeah so they can they can watch along as well today absolutely all right we'll get to the topic of today but first shout outs shout outs we do have um we do have a few this week. Mm -hmm. um, last week, our buddy uh, Cliff Abelis. Abelis. I'm going with it. Uh, headed to Possum Town try. And um, everyone was lying on the ground. Everyone was just playing, playing dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> he played dead at the finish line. <laughs> uh, he was second age group, but 12th overall. Bam. Uh, you know, that's a great. Uh, he kind of, we, you know, Cliff just did his. Kind of one of his goal races for the year. Had a great race. And we've kind of, for all of his like shorter races, we've not been backing him off for any of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to just, just increase them. the train yep. training load. And so we actually backed him off a little bit for this one and sent him in a little fresher and, and basically just told him, get, get at it. Yep. Uh, so Nice. So great, great result there. And then Jamie Bailey taking the top spot for the ladies. Overall. Overall female. Jamie Bailey. Bam. Knocking out of the park. 
Possum Town try. Um, what else you got? Uh, Hart Robinson, one week out. Uh, actually, on the couch last week. Yep. Uh, one week out from Leadville. He and uh, David Collins, also on the couch last week, uh, also a week out from Leadville, uh, competed in the state uh, mountain bike cross-country event. And uh, Hart came away first uh, first place, won the state jersey in the men's open Pro one, I guess, uh, division you call it. Uh, Collins was uh, third in the single speed. Was up there with uh, with one and two till he buried a pedal at an <laughs> inopportune time uh, and and sent himself. Hey, <laughs> sent <bad> himself day. <laughs> bad day. Exactly. We'll hit that. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Willis who also competed in that event. Um, new peak power numbers on a day when. You know, a lot of times with the heat and the heat we've been having, it's yep. tough to hit peak power numbers. And in a, a fairly technical course at Stanky Creek, yep. you know, hitting peak average power numbers, you know, not normalized power, but having peak uh, average power numbers is is uh, is really good to see. So yep. uh, shout out to him. I think that's it. All yeah. right. Um, we've got a couple of good luck. It's like a lot of racing going on. Or I have a lot of people racing this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, so good luck to those uh, heading to Dragonfly Triathlon. Mm-hmm. So one of our local ones in Sardis, Mississippi. Um, and then also Rocketman Tri in Huntsville. Um, we've got people heading to uh, Traverse City 70.3, heading north to the cooler temps. Yeah. Um, and then our buddy Tim Lynn is racing in, I'm going to butcher this, Yisou? Yisou? Yisou. 70.3. In, it's South Korea. South Korea. Yep. He'll be he'll be racing there this weekend. And good luck to all the folks. Uh, Tennessee State Criterium this yep. weekend over in East Tennessee. Uh, so we got we got a crew going over there. Um, I know there's quite a few folks from Memphis going over there. So uh, I'll be racing as well. Rubber side down. Rubber and side let's down, bring buddy. let's bring some jerseys back to the West Tennessee area. Perfect. Cool. All right. So on to the topic of the day. We are talking about. Dealing with the absolute crap days, it happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the important points to make is that it doesn't matter if you are the elite of the elite or the newest person to the sport, you are going to have a crap day yep. here and there. Yeah, we're keeping this PG. Yeah, um, I, we're trying not to get the explicit yeah. tag just yet. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen so one day by accident. Day? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drop an F-bomb by accident one day and we're going <laughs> to... And we're going to get the explicit tag, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, everyone has them, you know, in your, in your days as an athlete, you're going to get, um, a lot of mediocre days. Yeah. You're going to get a few awesome days and you're going to get a few crap days. The so, best days ever are, are when you, you just, everything just comes together and you're just on a great day and it's race day. I mean, those are, those, they flow don't state, happen. baby. They don't happen often, but when happen. they do, I mean, that's that's an awesome feeling. That's, but for every time you have that, you also have the race you show up to that is your goal race, yep. and uh, you know, performance isn't there for whatever reason. And we're gonna, you know, use today. It uh, doesn't to even have to be a race. It could be a, a workout that you're really trying to nail, or mm-hmm. um, heck, it can be an easy day that mm-hmm. you just feel terrible on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, there's. The, the athlete mind just takes bad days generally and runs with it. Yep. Like this is the, this is the end of the world. Yep. Um, and as coaches, I mean, we spend, we, we spend more time diving into the data 
mm-hmm. after a bad performance yep. than we really do after a great performance. Yep. You know, great performance happens. Uh, we, you know, we expected it to. We hoped it would. And okay, we look at the data. I mean, you great. really, you really learn more from bad days. Oh, for sure. Than you, you will ever mm-hmm. learn on any great day that you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the great days. You know, we we'll, we'll try to repeat. We try to repeat those by looking at what you did leading up to, and exactly. Uh, there's a lot of detail involved in that, but we can we can pinpoint and and retarget and restructure things around like like from a what we learned from a bad day so much easier than mm-hmm. trying to replicate everything we did leading into a, a mm-hmm. really good day. Um, what one big takeaway that I want to make. Um, and this is like the headline of the entire episode basically is that not one single day workout race, anything like that defines you as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, like, it you, doesn't immediately erase all of the other stuff you've done, absolutely. all the other training that's happened, the successes you've had. Yep. It doesn't it's, get erased with one bad day. No, it, it never will. It mm-hmm. never, I mean, so, um, the, as an athlete, just keep that in mind and you have to kind of learn to let go a little bit mm-hmm. of the of the really crappy days and for the most part just brush them off yep um you know that's not a really good like specific strategy for for working oh. through that but but the worst thing you can do is lose confidence in yourself right. because as soon as that happens mentally as soon as you go or you start doubting yourself or putting so much emphasis on that that one time uh, you know, things went bad, it's going to be sort of that self-fulfilling prophecy from there on out. It can be hard to kick that. So, you know, mentally, you know, dive into the other points we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, but after that, get over it. Yeah. You know, I generally like a lot of times, like for athletes that I know the confidence is a big thing for them. Oh, for sure. Like I will give them like, especially the week of a race, I'll give them workouts that I know they can nail. Oh, for sure. I mean, and just smash it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if it's a little easier than, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe dial back some of the intervals a little bit, Mm -hmm. just so I know that they can hit them, even if they're on like a mediocre day, Mm -hmm. they'll smash it. But then that's, you know, mentally confidence is through the roof. Oh, for sure. And that's something as a coach, we do, we do a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of balancing the stress of a workout. Uh, You want them, you don't want to have workouts put in a plan too often that just totally crush a person. You know, you want <laughs> you want the person to be successful in their workouts. Uh, if if once per week we're putting a workout on there that our goal is to try to get the athlete to f- fail, yeah. that can take a high yeah. mental toll uh, on on the athlete. You got to be real careful where you put those workouts in. Yeah, that are the uh, kind of Let's see if they can do this. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they can even complete this one. Yeah, uh, you know, you got to have them here and there uh, to then, you know, that's sometimes that's the next step up. Like that's yeah. they hit that workout and either it boosts the confidence or it really was a major fitness builder mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but you got to be careful where you put oh, them for sure, so, big time. Uh, so let's so let's talk about like what um, things we can do, some tips and strategies to like better deal with these. And this is how we, this is what we do with our athletes when there are bad days. Absolutely. So, um, the first thing is like, let's look at what was the cause. Mm -hmm. What was the cause of the bad day? 
Um, and there's, and there's two ways of looking at it. Was it a controllable or an uncontrollable? Um, you know, the, the, we'll, we'll talk about uncontrollables first, really, because for the most part, if it was something that was uncontrollable, you really can't be, yeah. you really can't be down about it mm-hmm. because it was out of your control. And, chalk, yeah. Chalk that up to just bad luck. And that's right? a lot of times that's the three C's. It's the, it's the course, the conditions and the competition. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you can't really control the course. It's, I mean, you can sign up for courses yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that you can, suit you. You can sign up for courses that suit you and you can control the training that you do mm-hmm. to prepare for that course. But if the course has to change last minute yep. or, you know, uh, you pick up a piece of glass, uh, this, you know, this was my part of what led into this episode is at nationals a couple of weeks ago in the Olympic race, uh, a mile, I already had a crap morning. I dropped my numbers in the toilet. Yeah. Crap morning. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I came to there. my bike and the rear, rear tire was flat. I blew out a second tube trying to fix it. And then the third tube held and coming in on the bike, I think I was, I was probably in the top five, like in my age group, uh, coming in on the bike and like a mile from T2, I picked up a piece of glass and flatted. Yeah. So race over. Um, so it, you know, it was a bad day, but for the most part, that's out of my control. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I could have w- <laughs> rolled gator skins or something that was more puncture resistant, but, uh, you know, at a race at that level, I no. would I would highly recommend everyone race fast tires. Yeah, race at, tires. Uh, yeah, it makes. And a if you flat, you flat, you flat race over. But if your goal is to yeah. uh, to try to put up a, a really great performance, now if it were roll the fast stuff. If it were a long course race, I would carry a flat kit. Yep. And I would change it and keep rolling. Yep. But in a sh- Olympic or shorter where I'm racing to win, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. I'm if you flat, it's race over. Yep. Um, but it was pretty much out of my control. So I did my best to, to blow it off, uh, you know, focus on the next, I had a race the next day anyways, a sprint yep. distance race, um, you know, focused more on that and had a great day the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's uncontrollable, of course, the conditions are a huge one. Huge, yeah. Uh, the weather. Wind, temperatures. <sighs> I mean, you can, you can pack gear to yeah. try to mitigate that sort of stuff but still i mean horrible wind conditions temperature swings a lot of times athletes who you know, winter time coming into the the summer or spring first hot day on one of your goal races where you haven't acclimated to the temperature yeah. you can end up having a crap day and i mean it's weather related it's not it was not actually a performance thing on your part yeah. You may have paced it wrong because of you didn't factor in the weather, but yeah. Um, you know, you aren't going to have the time if you're someone who had a time in mind that you were hoping for and the weather deals you a bad hand, then there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. Yeah, and and the other part is like like the competition is the mm-hmm. big one like you never you don't know who's going to show up like on race day, like and you go to a big competition or a big race or something and you don't know everybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're like trying to go for a uh, placement spot, yeah. you know, and you think you can get it based on previous results or whatever, you know, and then all of a sudden, like like this year, my big goal was just get top five in the sprint race at nationals was the goal. Mm-hmm. I had finished sixth. So 
one spot off of the national podium, but it was still way, I went way faster than I did last year. Uh, well, we didn't even get to swim last year, but overall faster than last year, bike and run. And I had better days and still just didn't manage to get on the podium. But yep. sometimes, yeah, the competition's just, better than you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you, you show up and mm-hmm. the competition's just there to play too. Which leads into our next point, which is dig into the data. Like, well, there's there before we jump to that, you know, you have to ask yourself, okay, was it a controllable factor? Oh yeah, we haven't even touched on controllables yeah, yet. Yeah. So, what was the cause of your bad day? A controllable factor, uh, and these are things like, did you warm up properly, or at all? Mm-hmm. That was a big, that was a big problem at in it like in nationals because. Uh, we couldn't yeah. really warm up. We couldn't mm-hmm. get a bike in unless you brought an extra bike. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you could do a, a run warm up a bit, um, but you also could be waiting for uh, hour plus to yeah. go in your race. Yeah. So a big warm up really wasn't going to help. And then most people got like less than five minutes to warm up in the swim. So that's slightly out of your control, but you can control for cyclists pretty much every event you can control your warm-up and something we recommend for our athletes is take a stationary trainer with you take a bike trainer that's why we like the the fluid trainer uh so much versus you know the bigger heavier uh more cumbersome stuff out there um you can you can get a warm-up anywhere right next to your car you know if the if the roads don't allow you to get a warm-up on the roads setting up your trainer knocking out a structured warm-up takes that excuse out of there that's something in your control and we recommend you doing that getting there on time like get there early get there with plenty of time to get that warm-up in after you get your bib your, your numbers and and whatever else so um but yeah looking back on that we've had a lot of people with bad races that warm-up was the whole yeah. thing race starts totally super fast and you weren't warm and yeah uh day over effort regulation mm-hmm. big one especially um, in things like triathlon yeah long time trial yeah like especially the longer running. the race yep. the longer the event the more you have to be diligent about your effort regulation mm-hmm. um you know most especially in like a triathlon where it's an a to b race like you're just going for your fastest time start to finish time trialing triathlon yep. marathons ultra marathon, like uh you're, you're a to b so um most prs are set by negative splitting essentially a, a race so um you know having a better back half you want i'm not, not even saying necessarily time because the course can determine exactly, the time a little bit yeah. but if you're looking at like power or like something that's a, a, like a good static metric like having the back end be stronger than the front end is generally how people set prs uh so if you're you know going out crazy crazy fast um you know out of t2 because you're excited and you're in this big race environment and you go too hard and you tank out and you ha- end up having to walk the back end of the race mm-hmm. that was controllable mm-hmm. effort regulation yep. massive mm-hmm. uh, other things like positioning poor positioning comes through all the time in bike racing oh for sure bike racing huge huge thing like we looked at data uh, and video of myself. I was running a video camera. Uh, one of our, our athletes we coach in the same race running a video camera. And 
first few laps, always super, super hard, super fast in a criterium. And when we went and looked back, I could see he was in the uh, upwind. I was downwind, so I was in a draft. He was not. He was in the wind. And the difference was like uh, he was pushing over 500 watts. I was pushing like 300 for big bulks of time. Mm-hmm. And it's like it wasn't a fitness thing. You know, I went back and looked at the data on it. I'm like, this is where you were. If you'd have been where I was, you'd have been fine. It wasn't a fitness thing. It was a positioning thing. Yep. Um, so, so really, you know, going back and thinking about that, you know, was I out of position? Yep. Um, in bike racing, it's a, that's a huge, huge thing. And a big thing that separates the, the people that do well, uh, have the power to, to go when the race is hard, when it makes a difference, um, and those that, that don't. Those that are very efficient in a pack tend to do really well. Yep. Those that are not efficient don't, don't do so well, yeah. even if they maybe are a stronger overall rider. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing that kind of goes along with positioning is, is just skill in general, skill and especially comfort, for if sure. like mountain biking, oh, uh, yeah. even trail running, mm-hmm. uh, being the skill there is a, you know, people may not think about it. There's a skill to downhill running, mm-hmm. uh, like traversing really technical sections of, of rock and water and stuff like that. There are people that are substantially faster at that. They may, they may, you could maybe outrun them on every flat, but they're so much faster on the downhills and the technical sections that, that they are just, they, mm-hmm. that's what makes them a fantastic yeah. trail athlete. Yeah. You know, and, and put a, put a strong uh, road cyclist or triathlete <laughs> on a mountain bike or on a cyclocross course with someone who's really dialed. Yeah. And, you know, if you're losing, it's easy to lose two, three, four seconds per corner, yep. like, and the energy involved with trying to catch back up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, technique, skill, yep. efficiency, huge, huge stuff. But controllable. You can work on controllable. it. Controllable, yeah. Uh, spend a lot more time on it. And that's another, that's a major thing that most endurance athletes don't spend enough time on is just mm-hmm. the skill of yep. doing what they're doing. Um, this last one's a big one. I mean, this, last this is probably, one. this last one is probably... 80% of why things go wrong a lot of this. Especially I mean, longer events. Yeah. yeah. Nutrition and hydration. Mm-hmm. Uh, very easy to screw up. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, you you could even dial it in in your training all the way leading up to a big event. And then, I mean, I've had people go to an, an Ironman and we had it all dialed in. And then when it came down to it, they got into the race atmosphere and their brain exploded and they forgot to drink. Like nope. they went, went on a 112 mile bike ride and only consumed like less than a hundred ounces of fluid. Yeah. I mean, and, and then they had a terrible run and an overall terrible race. And we're like, Oh God, what happened? Yeah. You know, you're watching them as a coach and you're freaking out. Like this is not how it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And then you get, you have a conversation with them afterwards. Okay. Let's start here what did you eat and drink? And he's like, well, I had, you know, like four bottles. Okay. How, Today. how big? <laughs> Two day. Yeah, yeah. How big? Total. Like, and yeah. I was like, that's like 90 ounces. That's not enough. Yeah. And half of it was water. And like, mm-hmm. it's it just, it's just one of those things where that can, that, that's so easily a result in a bad re- performance. Uh, either not having the calories dur- before, during, before or during, sometimes after, yep. can result in a bad day. Like, 
before is one that uh, I've actually had in the past where I ate, if I eat too close to a, a hard, oh, intense yeah, that effort, Indian food will get you that right Indian from. food will mess with you. Or that that the chips and salsa, man. I'm a sucker for the chips and salsa. Was it was it the coconut curry episode that that had you down and out at one time? Oh gosh, no, this yeah, coconut curry. Watch out for that. Uh, it was before a, just a threshold test that I was doing, and like started getting the the uh, not feeling good because I ate about an hour and a half before and. The next day, I retested because that test went bad. I I stayed in it to the end and pushed as hard as I could without you know losing losing yeah. my lunch. Next day, I did the same test, was which much more diligent in my lead up to it. Ate at the right times, didn't eat spicy food. Like my prep was where it needed to be, controllable, all controllable stuff. Yeah. And my power number was like twenty five watts higher the next day than it was the day before. Yeah, and that was all nutrition. Like it was all yeah. <laughs> meal timing, what I ate. Uh, don't sabotage your race by changing stuff up the day of forgetting to eat, eating something different. Like make sure you get that good meal in in the morning that you know works with your stomach, especially if it's a long day out there. You don't want to start your race with an empty stomach yeah. if you're doing an Ironman. Well, even the night before. Uh, mm -hmm. I think but I've had two different half marathons that have... Uh, I've uh, ended up in the a chicken potty. marsala was so good. I, I've ended up in a porta potty or the woods uh, <laughs> about 11 miles in uh, because I decided the night before to eat something that uh, was not kind of mm. normal to me and it just didn't go well. Quick tip idea. never shake hands with a person that's only wearing one sock. <laughs> yeah, you meet a person in the woods. And they're only wearing one sock. Do not, do, do not, not shake, shake their, their hand. hand. Mm -mm. That's pretty. That's pretty wide open. Quick tip. Knowledge, though. I think that's pretty well yeah. known. Um, yeah, uh, okay. I think that. I yeah, think that covers so that. Those are the those are the big controllables. So we looked at the causes. Yeah. Controllable and controllable. The, the the rule there is you you figure out the controllable thing that you that caused your bad day and mm -hmm. don't do it again. Yep. You know, fix it, fix something. Mm -hmm. It's it's really pretty easy once you can diagnose what what the problem was and the, and the root cause to fix it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. Um, all right. So you've had a bad day. You're not really sure. Like, like we're trying to really like get a positive out of this at yep. this point. Like what sometimes we... a bad day, like when we say bad day could just be a result that you like, maybe you didn't even feel horrible, but the result wasn't what you wanted. Sure. And so, yeah, step, step two here. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're trying to make a positive out of this, mm -hmm. you know, if nothing, nothing more. So you really have to start digging into the data. And that's like the first place, the next place that we start, once we look at what the root cause could be, um, you know, especially if there's not really a, uh, an answer, you mm -hmm. know, in the, in the, uh, to a mm -hmm. cause, mm -hmm. we start digging the data. And so at that point we were like, okay, what were your, what were your numbers like? You know, mm -hmm. did you set any new peaks? Did you set, you know, bests, like, any, you know, any personal bests within the event or the workout or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and then also, like, were your heart rate values normal? You know, was your heart rate running really high that day? Um, you know, we, we dig into the data to see if there's anything that... Were, yeah, were the efforts that you did not the same as what had been done in training. So was the stimulus that was required of you different than what you had been training is something that 
that I'll look at. Typically, we, we try to do the best we can in, in delivering a training plan that simulates the demands of the race. But sometimes, you know, the, the training load that you're getting just doesn't match up. If a race starts super, super, super fast and, you know, you, you tried to go with that effort or that move, um, does the, you know, does the numbers indicate that? Were you just way above what you're capable of holding? Um, did you go out just way too hard? I mean, looking at that yeah. stuff can be, be valuable. Case in point, looking at uh, uh, Willis's numbers, he set peak numbers, didn't have a result he wanted, set peak numbers, yeah. obviously a positive. And when I dove into the first just eight minutes of the race on Sunday, the state race, he had, I believe it was 17 spikes that were all above like 500 watts, many of those above 700 um, in the first eight minutes of that race which in his you know it's tough in training to go out there and you know put 17 spikes into a into an eight minute span above especially at random random durations random you know um and so like looking at that it's like well hey i mean the race started really hard you had a bunch of peaks i mean um you know sometimes it takes racing to get that training stimulus you need to do better at at races like that yeah, and so, um, yeah, just look, like, diving into the numbers can can help turn a bad day into a positive. Mm-hmm. Or it also can give you that, you know, sort of controllable answer. Yep. You hit peaks. I've had people in, like, a, a half iron go out on the bike and hit, like, their best two-hour power they've ever done, have a crappy run, so an overall, you know, overall not so great race yeah. and then we dive back into the numbers and I'm like well probably you put out your best two hours yeah. on the bike course yep uh so you weren't gonna have legs for mm-hmm. the run anyways and we learned we learned from it mm-hmm. and that same person the very next race had a fantastic uh bike and run because we just didn't repeat the mistake we made exactly and that's the biggest thing here like Data can tell you whether or not it really was just a, a bad day or not. It could tell you whether you paced it uh, poorly. Um, I mean, those are great things to have there. Uh, you know, looking back on on a thing. Now I'm just rambling over here. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I mean, data. The data can can tell you a lot. Basically, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it can tell you if it was a bad day because of effort regulation, because you were really just not on form mm-hmm. that day i mean it tells that we, we use it for everything i mean it's it's kind of the oh i remember again or the, do you need to ch- change stuff up in your training like what can we how can we use this moving uh, forward right. to improve your training plan and, and so you don't yeah. have a bad result like that again yeah so the the kind of the last little bit here um you know now that we've kind of either found the cause Mm-hmm. Or we've we've already kind of turned it into a positive thing because we've seen that we've we've actually we didn't get the result we wanted out of the workout the day the race but we actually did get you know some good we did get good result out of it it just wasn't in the time or the number yeah. or, or the result you know placement or whatever um, at some point you just have to I mean we we I, I use this all the time with people as. Um, you just kind of have to use that reverse happiness uh, theory and mm-hmm. look at your progress over time and see how far you've come 
and focus less on like where you're not or why you're not running the paces that you is your big goal that you've set for yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you're, you're here, but you came from way over here, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times it's in a short period of time and I get it all. I get it. You know, Greg Rohde is a perfect example and not to, this is not calling him out or anything, but, um, you know, he, he was one of those people that we took on totally Brand new, green yeah. to the sport. Yeah. And so when we got him into some structure and everything, he made some massive improvements mm-hmm. really quickly. Um, and then once he was kind of settled into a, a specific workload and the, then the improvements started coming slower. Yep. And so for him, the confidence started to get, you know, take a hit and he'd oh, have yeah. more bad days here and there because we're, we're training at a higher load and mm-hmm. those things happen when you're putting in a lot of work. Yep. And so I've, I've, you know, had to kind of go to him and be like, but dude, look how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Like you were running, you were not even running a two hour half marathon. Uh, and now you could do that in your sleep, yep. you know, and you're, you know, you're running, you know, seven minute, you know, sub eight minute pace, you know, for, you know, shorter distances now, like you've dropped significant amount yeah. of time from ev- all three sports, mm-hmm. You know, but for him, it's like he's just not, he's not where he wants to be, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the competitor. Well, and it's, it's tough, like even for ourselves, you know, you see yeah. initially that spike where you're increasing, like for me being a cyclist, like I'm seeing power gains that are phenomenal the first few years. And then you get to a point where year to year, I mean, if I can get a little bit better a percent or two higher than my peak from the year before i'm happy and with you know some athletes especially as you get older like just getting back to where you were the previous year you know after your your rest recovery transition and getting back into it just getting back to that level each year is huge and for some it's like how how little can we have the fall off how long can we um prevent fall off in performance i mean so it's it's tough mentally to have gains and then be fighting for a few percent and at the pro level that's what they're doing i mean they're fighting over a percent yeah once you've been doing it a long time the the gains are Mm -hmm. very marginal (laughs) oh exactly Uh, yeah i mean i think personally my bike level has been the same for probably the last three four years Mm -hmm. uh and my gains have come through working more on swimming and Mm -hmm. and running And then getting the timing right. Uh, right. And just, yeah. And, and regulating effort because I was so, you know, so bad at just trying to smash out the bike mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and just hope, hope for the best on the run. Yeah. Um, but finally, finally realizing that if I spent a little bit more time swimming, I would be fresher for the bike and I could ride at a similar level and not be so worked over. Mm-hmm. And then I'd still have energy you know left for the run yeah so it just you know it takes it takes some time to kind of realize that but it's like okay this is where i started whenever i get really down i'm like okay this is where i started i'm like leaps and bounds beyond there Mm -hmm. uh and in life too i mean you you can you can use this in life as well you know with your career or you know whatever it is like take 
do that self-check every now and again and, and be happy about where you're at. Keep striving to get better, but be happy with where you're at. Um, and, you know, that can kind of put everything in perspective for you as well. I always keep around some of the, um, well, I, see, we put up all these old race numbers. By we, we mean Dale. Yeah, I I keep uh, <laughs> some of these, uh, <laughs> a few uh, race numbers. from. These are only a small portion of the ones that I've actually competed in but um there's a few in here that are like the first couple of races that i ever did and so you know those are those are kind of there to remind me like okay you started you know basically on a road bike with clip-on bars and you could barely run a nine minute you know eight and a half nine minute pace off the bike and you almost drowned the first couple of races (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh, you know, so you've come a long way, yep. um, you know, and I, I still have to do the self check oh, every sure. once in a while. Yep. Um, especially because the gains are so small, mm-hmm. uh, these days. Um, one, one thing to also add, sometimes you don't even know until after the fact down the road into the season um, when we work with a new athlete, there's no like set script for any one person. Your life demands are different from the person next to you. What you can handle is different from the person next to you. Yep. We do our best to try to have you at peak performance at your goal race, but timing that can be a challenging thing. Mm-hmm. And and that's where tracking your data, logging comments, you know, with training peaks, you can put your metrics on there for how your sleep has been, life stress, like all that stuff you can kind of log on there. And when you're doing your year-end review, okay, where where was I feeling the best? Where was my best performance at? Yeah. Where was my, you know, usually that's followed by the plateau and then a, a fall off. Mm-hmm. Was I trying to burn it for, for too long? Did I just miss the peak? Was I super fit three weeks prior and then suddenly you know, on race day. And that's what you can learn from. Uh, and, and the following year, take all that into account. Um, did you get sick after your goal event? You may not even realize you were sick on race day. And three days later, oh, you know, the, the sniffle start and the sore throat. And okay, well, your body was already in those early stages of, of illness. So sometimes you don't know there is no answer on race day. Um, or even immediately after it's, when you start looking at the big picture, the, instead of the micro, we're looking at kind of that macro, you know, uh, and that, that can provide a lot more insight and valuable information to, to build from the following year. I mean, I keep, I keep saying that, well, we're going to make millions when we figure out how to, uh, make, a stress life stress into mm-hmm. a, uh, some sort of quantitative value, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is what the HRV is trying to, there, yeah, to do yeah, yeah, the it heart is. rate variability. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the closest I think thing right now to right now, that yeah. incorporates the whole, like mm-hmm. you know, your whole life. Yeah, um, it's just a little bit less. Yeah, emotional stress is something that right is definitely a factor. Stress and, is the one that can either be controllable or uncontrollable, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's the thing. If you've had a, a basically a life changing uh, event happen within the you know few weeks oh yeah like of the of this bad day yeah like i mean that could be it i mean Mm -hmm. 100 percent could be it Mm -hmm. um especially if it was out of your control Mm -hmm. you can't you can't harp on it you can't 
worry and about we've, it. We've also had athletes who will have their best races on the races where there's no pressure and have bad races on race day. And 100%. it was just a nerves and stress of race day had them so worked up that there's, they weren't able to perform as well. So, you know, the more you race and the more you get familiar with the race routine and, uh, you know, have done peak races before in the past and get comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still get nervous at get the, the butterflies and everything on race day some days a lot more than than others uh, but that can that can be a performance yeah for those inhibitor. that are for those people that i've i've been coaching for several years now um you can see how pressure of a race affects them mm -hmm. and so like a lot of times when they say like if it's really not a goal goal race um, especially when it's like pretty close to a, a goal race and they're like, Oh, what's the strategy? I'm like, I don't care. Like you shouldn't either. Mm -hmm. Like just go and race. Yeah. Go race by feel. Just do it. Like, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. Who cares? And yep. some people take that like, okay. You know, and they're, some people hate that. Some people hate it. Hate it. And it adds more stress, <laughs> but those aren't the people that I throw exactly. that on. Exactly. You know, um, yep. but the ones that I know, like, the just any they get really kind of worried about race day mm -hmm. and uh, i just want them to go out there and yep just have go fun through, and go through the routine yeah, like go out run. there have fun yep you know and yep a lot of times those are good <laughs> but it, those are the best races yep. you know for sure there's no there's just no pressure you take the pressure off and mm -hmm. you know uh, some of the ones myself i'm like you know what i don't give a, i could care less about this race like you know, and if you really convince yourself of that, like, do you have a yeah, great Yeah, it's easy race? to bail when it gets hard, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah when you go out there, I, uh, we can get into a whole different side rambling topic, but, like, mentally, how you mentally go into a race, you know, like, if you tell yourself, oh, I'm so tired, it's going to be a horrible race, yeah, sure it's enough. going to be. If you tell yourself, man, I, I remember that time I had a hard training session that I went into tired... My legs opened up and I had the one of my best training sessions. Think of that. Don't think of the, mm. oh, I'm tired. It's going to be bad. Think of, yeah, last time I was tired or that one time I was tired and I did great. Use that. Uh, power of positive thinking. The power of positive thinking. Yeah. Cool. The last point I will make before we close out here is that um, if you are truly in this for the long haul mm -hmm. and this is a you know um, endurance sports are a lifestyle for you and not just uh this is what i'm doing now <laughs> in life mm -hmm. um like you like you have to understand that anytime you find uh a weakness in your game yep. you know that's yep. an Mental, opportunity physical yeah preparation any of those that's yeah. a massive opportunity mm -hmm. so like it doesn't matter if it's a muscular imbalance or a flexibility imbalance or uh strength um, yes like your your effort regulation or you know if you find a, a a weakness anywhere that's an opportunity to gain get those marginal gains by changing that mm -hmm. um you just have to make the commitment yeah to do identify that. and then <laughs> yeah. yeah make a commitment to to improving it yeah and so that's a that's a, a way a lot of times that we 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 use to turn bad days into you know positive mm -hmm. things is okay well we found a weakness mm -hmm. let's do something to change to fix it yep 
you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. What can we do better? You know, sometimes it's how we planned out a program. Sometimes it's the lead up. Sometimes it's the missing workout. Sometimes it's a technique or an uh, efficiency thing, a positioning thing, but identifying it, changing it, improving on it. Um, and just constantly be in that, that mindset of you're just trying to get a little bit better today than you were yesterday. Uh, and don't don't fall victim to comparing yourself to other people because uh, all you can control is yourself. There you go. I think we'll close it on that one. Cool. All right. We appreciate you guys watching, listening, hanging out Still with time us. for a like. Dig hit the like button if you want. <laughs> uh, we will catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.